Good morning, good evening, or good afternoon, and welcome to another episode of the Oliver Schirach Show. And I'm your host, Oliver, and it's evening for me. I'm soon going to bed, but I want to just take this little intro for this second part of my interview with Ashley Green. This is the shorter part of the long interview, and we talk about more about his creativity and innovation, his beliefs, how he got more confidence to be creative. Um, we also look at how he got to be um, in a TV program in the US and Canada, what he thinks, how it came that they found him and and why he thinks it happened. We also talk more about autism and why he was happy when he was diagnosed with autism and how he looks at it. And of course, we got some advice, <laughs> which, you have heard, which you will have heard throughout the interview, the first part and the second part, but he will point it out again for you at the end of this episode. And we actually get a little outro extra, which we recorded, taped after we finished the interview extra for you so if you have not heard the first interview Ashley Green is a mind reader a magician and the co-founder and co-host of the successful mentalist which has also a blog and the tribe where they help other entrepreneurs specifically magicians to you know to get through the COVID pandemic and and create new businesses that they now that I cannot go out in, in parties. And there's a lot, a lot of cool information. So, yeah, I do not want to hold you back. Welcome, Ashley Green, for the second part, which was after our short break. See you. And there we go. We are both lighter than before the break. I hope you guys uh, as well. And if you didn't take a break, thank you for continuing we just talked about you know turning on and turning off like think of a problem and then let your subconscious work on it some people talk send the problem up to the higher self Um, that's one of vision lakhani's or the silver method right you you think of the problem then you like hand it over you really visualize it to hand it over to someone above you, to the universe, to the higher self, to the subconsciousness, and then work on it again. Uh, a very powerful idea. Um, and giving yourself every day this off time. And that's also meditation, right? Uh, you said you try, and, and by walking in nature, many people call that meditation to some degree, mindfulness, be present, be in the now. And let the subconscious work and just do not take the phone. I mean, or do you go around and you listen to a podcast or are you just walking? I used to, I used to to listen to podcasts. I used to listen to music, but it's so much more rewarding and you feel so much better. If you just leave your phone at home, leave everything at home and just, just listen to the sounds around you. Listen to the birds, maybe the rain, the wind, and just, just actually just focus on, the environment you're in like what it smells like what it feels like the temperature <laughs> you know when you can focus on everything it's just it's something really beautiful about that it just makes you feel good as well yeah 
Uh, I also told you in the in the before we restarted that for me that's one of the biggest insights. I should be more conscious. I got depressed and you know suicidal because I always wanted to do something. I didn't take the time off. I also told in Aiden's interview, it's like this, you know, turning off on working on a problem and trying to find a solution. I, I do this metacognitive training. You didn't hear that, Ashley. So there she says, put yourself half an hour or an hour for solving a problem. If you cannot solve the problem in that time, the chances that you can solve it by thinking about it for 10 hours or 12 hours is almost not existing. Um, but by doing that, you will, you know, overuse your brain and will go into depression eventually. And that's why you have the crazy scientist and, you know, the many of the artists which have depression and other issues because they overthink and yeah uh, that's yeah, not I think it's a problem that originates actually it goes back to when we're younger and when we're children and when we're actually learning about this world like we're put into school and you know generally what we actually what do we learn in school what do we learn when we're there we learn geography we learn about the countries we learn about maths and science why are we not learning about ourselves? Why are not we not learning all these methods which we just talked about here about being more mindful? Why are we not learning about meditation in schools? Why are we not learning the power of switching off and taking time for yourself? Because I think if we'd done that and if that was implemented into schools, then you would see massive, massive, a massive increase actually in happiness and and a massive decrease in in probably um mental health problems like depression and, and like suicide rates. And I think if there was an education and people actually understood that they need to take time for themselves rather than just chasing the, the promotion, chasing the, the job and, and always working and working and working and working and working and hitting bone out, burnout all the time. I think if, if, if we was actually taught useful skills when we was younger, then, then it would help a, a lot of people. Yeah, it just makes me think I should be more active in the free school here. <laughs> in Denmark, it's pretty common. It was a shock for me as a Swiss to be in Denmark and then hear about Rudolf Steiner, which I, from my home, I could see the headquarters of Rudolf Steiner, which doesn't have any 90 degree angles anywhere. Um, it's kind of like a thorn in many people's eyes. But now I do understand what Rudolf Steiner wanted exactly break out of this chasing after being better and improve this 1% more. Uh, and then here in Denmark, Rudolfstein is just one of the free schools, right? But generally the free school has the same requirements as the public school. You have like to know this much in math, you have to know this in geography and, and so on and so forth. But how you teach it is up to the school. So if you're one city, and you're happy with the free school and you move your to job or whatever, you relocate and you put your kids in another free school, don't expect the same because how they teach and how the daily life is, the culture in that school is dependent on the parents as well because you have the parents in the committee, right, to decide a bit on how to be, right? Like biology has to be outside. <laughs> Who knows, right? Could be. Or we do not want to have any chairs, and tables so they have to stand like uh, tim ferris and schwarzenegger have been promoting i think two three years ago in florida uh 2018 19 i think they made this test on having schools without chairs because sitting is the new smoking a lot of back problems mm -hmm. and all these things and oh yeah 
100%. And we say this as I'm sat down on a chair. I oh, have I'm... wanted a standing desk for ages. My wife uses my standing desk because she's home for one year now, lockdown. So she took that one for a short period, right? So we have not been seeing it ahead. Otherwise, I would have said, you know what? I, I felt that it will be a long thing. Should have made my own studio in the basement as I have now. From the start, it would have caused a lot less friction because I would have been able to work here and have my papers here instead of spreading it all around the house and needing to find it again because my wife needed the space you know to eat and then cleaning up but yeah we have a standing table i but i'm sitting here on a, a gymnastic ball or what is it swiss ball you guys call it yeah big ball big inflatable ball <laughs> <laughs> yeah like this rubber yoga gummy. ball yeah Yo- we know the one. yoga ball i think some people call it swiss ball i do not know why why is everything called swiss swiss knife and Swiss, whatever. Um, because you guys lead creativity, you all invade everything. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, innovation, right? Uh, I'm in Denmark and Danes are very proud of innovation, but I can say Switzerland is leading uh, in that perspective. But on the other hand, it's I do not remember which country is leading, it's some Asian countries per head. So Denmark is not that far, but Switzerland is definitely further. Uh, because Switzerland and Denmark, we don't have so much raw resources to make money like the Germans and so on. Uh, so creativity is one point. Uh, I had a question in my head which flew out. So I need to let it sit. Uh, but I love so far what you say about creativity. How would you call your creative powers then? I mean, before you said you were not feeling creative and now, uh, sorry, you boosted it. Okay, so how would I call my creative powers? What do you mean by what What would I call them? Oh, sorry, what, what would be your creative powers? Mm. Oh, good question. I, For me, I don't know. Tell me if I, tell me if I start answering this one wrong, Oliver. <laughs> <laughs> for me, anything. I can do anything. Chuck me in a situation, I think up a new idea or something. Chuck me in, uh, I, I know you love Lego, chuck me uh, in a, an office with a, a load of uh, uh, people who design stuff for Lego. I'll come up with some ideas for them. I have that confidence in myself. I know this is massive egotistical here, but but I generally have that confidence that I, I can do anything in any situation someone puts me in. Okay, so it's, is it more the ideation, the creative ideas or are you also like if i put you in a in a room and say here is millions and billions of legos i mean they're crazy i mean i get crazy with i I took away all these different boxes and tried to build something so you have like hundreds of different pieces now (laughs) will you then be able to create something out of it yeah uh i i just this is what i love it's what i used to do as a kid so yes, the answer to your question, literally everything. <laughs> I know this makes me sound like a massive egotistical narcissist here, but yeah, I remember when I was younger, this brings me on to a story. Um, I was coming back, actually, we mentioned the Young Magicians Club earlier, and I was sat on the train and you know how most kids will usually play on their phone or, or, or try and do some sort of escapism activity, go into the digital realm, maybe even read a book, learn some knowledge or some people will just around and mess up and and sing songs or whatever i i was obsessed with uh inventing stuff 
I remember when I was younger, I, I said as well, I was interested in plumbing. I remember I would uh, get the soldering iron out. I was only a young kid. I would get the soldering iron out and I would weld pipes together. I would put pipes together and make make water pistols and water guns out of old copper pipes and old pieces of plumbing equipment. I was only a young kid. Um, that's probably another reason I wanted to do plumbing because I'd always be interested in that, uh, the thinking and designing stuff. I used to love playing with Lego, designing these crazy contraptions, these these crazy things like it's it's... I think why a lot of engineers like used to love it when they were younger and still probably do. But also I remember um, I'm going back to my story of on the train rather than doing any of these crazy things, these hobbies is just something to pass the time whilst I'm on the train. I was sat there trying to design a car. I was only like what? 14, 15. No, no 15. Yeah. About 15 years old. I was sat there trying to design a car that would run on water. So it was completely eco-friendly and the idea I had for it was completely stupid but it just proves the point of how, like, I just love creating new things and trying to solve problems. I was like, from that age, like, I knew when I was younger, I knew there's problems with the world with, like, fossil fuels and that. So I was like, hmm, I'll have a go. I'll have a go at trying to sort something. And 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 it's that extreme confidence to just think, you know what? Because as soon as you doubt yourself, as soon as you start doubting yourself and say, uh, I'm silly, uh, I'm not smart enough, oh, I can't do this, oh, I don't have a degree like what it don't matter none of that matters all all that matters is the fact that you have the confidence to go ahead with a task so that you can just come up with an idea and see where it leads admittedly uh my idea for a water-powered car was actually stupid (laughs) now that i look back at it but it proves the point that you just need the confidence to go ahead with anything in any situation i'm not qualified in anything to do with cars I'm not qualified in physics. I'm not, I'm not, I don't have great qualifications in maths going up to some amazing levels, but I'm good at it. But I just thought, you know, uh, this is a bit of fun. It's a bit of fun for me. And and that's generally why I said to you when you said, oh, if, if I put you in this situation, if I put you in this situation, I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll do anything in any situation. Whack me anywhere. I will come up with a good idea. Whack me in a, in a room with, um, with directors of a big old company. All right, cool. I'll come up with ways in which they could save money. I'll come up in ways which they can solve their business problems. Whack me with a bunch of Lego. I'll come up with a crazy new design for this new toy. <laughs> Whack me anywhere. I'll come up with a new idea or solve a problem or, or or do whatever it is. But I just have that burning egotistical confidence and narcissistic complex that just allows me to just So you know what? I can do it. And because I accept it and because I feel I can do anything in any situation, then I am not worrying about all those negative things I past mentioned, like the, the self-doubt, the worry, this, that, all that, all that negativity that gets in the way. I just focus on what I can do and what I want to do and why I have fun doing. Okay, I'm just taking notes here. You so, so it, it's really fun to see. You said you thought you were not creative, but now you tell the story. So you have been mm-hmm. creative, but yeah. you believe you're I not I didn't creative. realize it. That's the thing. I didn't realize it in myself. When I was younger, I used to do all of these crazy things. I used to be obsessed with this stuff. And I didn't realize it because uh, we, we're not taught about this. And it goes back to education. We're not taught about it. We're, we're not self-aware. We don't, we don't know what we're good at. Like, I never knew I was creative until really recently it was only through speaking to aiden about finding ways of training up creativity training it as a skill so i can do stuff 
but now looking back, I realize I've been creative through my entire life, but it's that mindset shifting and it's, and it's accepting that you are good at the tasks that you want to do. Like I, I look back and I think when I was 18 years old, like I say, I used to be worried and think, Oh, I can't do this. I can't do that. But now, now, like I say, chuck me in any situation. I'll do whatever. I've, I, I've fully accepted that I've always been creative throughout my entire life. And by understanding what creativity is, by the amazing stuff that Asians taught me, I've been able to train it up. I've been able to accept it. I've been able to use it to actually make sure that I have creative ideas. I can come up with amazing new things. I can think about these world as different things. I, I've trained it into a skill. Awesome. Should we look at innovation or how, how would you say innovation and creativity is interlinked on what is the description or your uh yeah your description of innovation your oh innovation something we've been <laughs> again uh, i'll bring aiden up he spoke to you last episode. <laughs> uh, we've been doing this a lot in our business and i'm sure you'll hear about this in our in our group podcast but we always innovate we we've innovated so much that we've actually looked at our business and gone whoa <laughs> let's slow down a bit <laughs> <laughs> but it's fun like and and I think innovation it, it really comes up into that creativity process because it's it it links into everything I've just said, doesn't it? Accepting that you can come up with these ideas, and having the confidence to go through with ideas, also having the confidence to axe ideas that don't work. I remember we was having a conversation. What was it about? About Google, and and the projects they do. So many projects, yet a lot of them flop and go bad. They have the confidence to 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 kill their babies, as as the saying were, to to ditch their babies. And uh, yeah, no, I, I don't really know if there's much more I can elaborate on rather than already what I've said. But, you know, it, it really does link into creativity because you've just got to accept that it's a skill. It's something you can train. It's something you can do. It's something everyone does. Like my story, I've gone through my entire life thinking I wasn't creative, but really looking back at it, well, I was creative, wasn't I? Now I've identified it. I can train it. And it's the same for innovation. You want to come up with new ideas, especially within business. Okay. Learn, train, read. Yeah. Awesome. I was thinking of, we, we talked about the last time you overcame an obstacle, right? Uh, laying there, changing all the things. Let, let's go back to, to what happened with your business. I mean, so we took off what, where you worked as a bartender, not getting much money, and you thought of getting a lot of gigs, and then lockdown came, and instead, and you had a good friend which told you, you know, look for the possibilities, right? Mm -hmm. And um, you were thinking, basically, was that then when you were laying in bed for two days back and forth, and then you had the idea, or was that coming afterwards? I mean, to, to come up with, I should be you know, being on Zoom or uh, Google Meet or whatever you are? No, it's really, I, um, it's really just the conversations with, uh, I said, my friend Ian, where he kind of outlined that to me. And that's why I went into that situation of, okay, this is a great idea, Ian. I've got to create my show. So he, he really did help me and, and, and show me there's like, he started that process. He gave his amazing quote and he backed it up and said, like, you can do all this stuff, actually. He gave me a whole list of things that I went through and I resonated with some and, and I took them forward and 
I outlined that there was, you know, there was an opportunity to to take it further and and do this type of entertainment online and and delve into that. And then I went through the show writing process, but then from there, I, I had to do so many other things that completely shift the way my business works, which I have done. And I've literally been shifting it and I will be shifting it over the past few months and the next few months to, to really refine the process. So it's some interesting stuff is, is happening and has happened. Yeah, and I, I we will look in, into the podcast and uh, the successful mentalist, of course, in the next interview. Um when we talked last time, you you mentioned that you were, you know, you said now you've been performing all around the planet because of online, and you've also been in a movie uh, or documentary, uh, a TV show out TV of show. America. Yeah, America or Canada? Uh, uh, America. It was shown in Canada. No, it was it shown in Canada. <laughs> no, I don't know. It's so bad. Like I can't even remember it. Like such a big thing where you look at it as a kid, like oh that'd be cool, and then it happens, and I'm just like. Yeah, it was a thing. <laughs> I think it was America. It was on the, the TRVL channel. Never heard of that channel before, but Americans have. But, but how, how did you come to be there? I mean, you, you were just like happily being in this bar and then shifting to be online, learning all the things. So if, you know, uh, I see the microphone and the camera and all these things you learned and then in the same year, I mean, how that must be like five, six months after you started the whole thing, latest to be called up for being part of that show. Mm-hmm. How, how did this all come? Did you visualize something like that? Did you dream about that? Or, you know, I think it comes from thinking positively, and I think it comes from like when. You know, obviously, you've got all the science, you've got the spiritual stuff um, that all, that comes with you know this positive way of thinking, and uh, it links into everything I've I've said today. But also as well, when you start thinking positively, you start putting yourself out there in the public domain and you look better. You look more professional. People people see that positive energy within, you know? When people see a positive energy within someone, they go, oh, I want to work with this person. This person seems cool. Like they can, It's almost like they can pick up on that energy, even if it is through the way you write a Facebook post or a, or a photo that you might put up. And um and yeah, I, I was just doing loads of stuff and it completely came out of the blue and they just messaged me. And really, like, there's there's millions of people they could have messaged, but they messaged me. And, I, and I, think, I think obviously the universe presented itself to me because obviously I was thinking and, and I was in that frame of mind where I didn't need it, I didn't want it, but I was fully able to embrace new opportunities and, and new pathways that came to me. And because I was able to embrace new things, new things appeared. Like many new things appeared uh, throughout all of 2020, which is just fantastic. And I think it's because I was able to to embrace it, take it, understand that it was an opportunity when things came to me so that I could shoot at it a million guns, million miles an hour. It also came to me as well. Um, how they found me was uh, through one of my YouTube videos, an old YouTube video, an old vlog. I used to upload and I used to do a lot of vlogging Um when I first met Aiden, you know, we've been friends a while and we had a whole group of, uh, a whole group of mind readers, which is really fun. And I, when, every time we meet up, I used to get my camera, I used to bring the camera, which I'm filming on today. And I used to just record us just having fun, having a laugh. And uh, I'd upload that. It was only ever seen by like hundred, 500 people. I didn't care about views. I didn't care who saw it. I just did it for fun, you know? And subsequently a TV producer saw that and went, yeah, we like this video. Can we use stuff from it? 
can we whack it in our TV show? And I went, yes, absolutely. And it all came from having a bit of fun. It came for something completely pointless, which which at the time many people could have overlooked and gone, oh, this isn't going to make me money. Oh, this isn't this isn't going to do this. But no, because I was having fun doing something, it obviously radiated through the video. People could see that I'm not just doing this for money. I'm doing it as a burning passion. I'm having fun. I'm enjoying myself. So that obviously when other people watched it, they could sense that they could feel that energy. And that's probably what inspired these people to want to obviously work with me and, and grab that and use it. Um, which is which is really great and obviously like I say the mindset of being able to accept these these new pathways when they open up yeah I definitely I just wow I, I just absorbed the whole thing and I, I definitely agree with you being positively open um, for the new thing more new things are coming right it's like one thing after the other because now you're as I said, you can call it the universe. You can call it your mental filter, right? If you talk to Aiden uh, mentally, we have so much stimuli all the time that we need to filter it out. And now if you're more positive, more fun, you will actually see those messages. I mean, I might go through Facebook and if I have a different filter, I might see the right message and they will react on that message. If I have the wrong <laughs> filter, I might not see the message or I will read it the wrong way. Uh, and because you were open, so you had like online performances, you were on a TV show, uh, the podcast is running quite fine. Uh, I've heard your, your coaching is going well and you continue to innovate. Uh, it's awesome. Uh, let's go for a little bit uh, another way. We talked about uh, that you, uh, at least I read on your webpage, uh, that you found out that your brother had autism and through the process, you found out you also had autism. So how mm -hmm. does that influence your life or the way people look at you or how you look at yourself or over time, how did it shift? Mm, this is a funny story. I am. Um, so when I found out my brother had autism, I teamed up with a charity uh, called Fixers. Um, we got a team together and I put together a film to just kind of uh, raise awareness of autism and just kind of like, deal with the social stigma that, that surrounds it so we put that together and I was about what 18 19 at the time I think um yeah around about that 18 19 uh, 20 I, I I forget it was a while ago <laughs> many years ago many moons ago um we put that together and I just thought it's something I need to do it felt right in that moment and uh put it together worked on it and uh, it was great fun and well seen by many people but the people that saw it really affected them uh, I sent the video uh, speaking to a couple of um, psychologists from the Maudsley Hospital in London, uh, which is a psychiatric hospital. Uh, it used to be, I believe, called Bedlam, where they chucked all the insane people. <laughs> but uh, now they actually deal with um, proper things rather than just locking away uh, people like me. <laughs> and uh, immediately everyone switched off. <laughs> um, but no, no, I, um, I sent it to them and obviously they, they liked it, shared it around, which was great. And this was at the same time that um, I got diagnosed with autism. I, I, I showed and brought that up. And um, something really weird happened when I got diagnosed with autism. I remember I sat there and uh, the doctor, uh, the psychologist said to me, oh, you, uh, you have uh, this autism. You're on the autistic spectrum. And I went, oh, thank goodness. And he went, why are you happy? And I went, well, I know how I think now. 
I know that this is the reason why I think it enables you to understand yourself better. And it's really weird. And I think that is a perfect example. Like someone so intelligent, someone with a degree who fully understands like uh, the, the uh, neurodiverse people. Okay. And he was like, why are you happy that you're autistic? Why wouldn't I be? I'm happy with myself. <laughs> what? <laughs> are you saying that now because I, I've got a label, I'm, I'm going to be unhappy with myself when I've been happy living with myself all these years? No, I, I'm, I'm happy because I now know how I think. I now know why I do certain things. And that makes you understand you a little bit better. Um, and this is, this is something which, I, which is strange when people say like... Um, oh this person has this this person has this it's, it's always looked down upon but people don't realize that well they're just unique everyone's unique everyone has a different way of thinking we all have different brains and that's why it's called neurodiversity there's neurodiverse people people have a different type of brain than someone else like i have a different type of brain from you you have a different type of brain from aiden but that's what makes us unique if we had the same brains we'd just be robots thinking the same every day we need people that are unique we need people that are that are different we need people that that can do these amazing things in this area and can do this amazing things in this area and and it's just a, it's just one of those things I, I don't look at it as something bad i i look at it as it's just me and um i, I can't remember who this was but i think someone uh, no th this was it was one of the psychologists i think said what is it like living with autism and i went how the hell do i know it's just life <laughs> autism isn't something you wake up with and be like oh my gosh i'm infected ah oh! i mean you just catch it it's like something you have your entire life right so when someone asks you what is it like living with autism it's like i don't know i just live my life like if i ask you oliver what's it like living your life being you you'd be like well, I, I don't know i just just live my life I just do my thing I, I i can't what, what do you mean and that was the same answer how can i answer someone what it's like with autism when that that's all i know it's all I know living like it's all I know doing like all of the good times all of the bad times all of the neutral times throughout my life it just is what it is and that's what makes us human and it's just strange that people always see such a, a negative aspect of something when it doesn't have to be it's just you've got a different way of thinking and what deal with it look at all of the benefits that come with it yeah my uh <laughs> my communication skills might be rubbish my uh <laughs> my english <laughs> grades at school were rubbish but there's so many other benefits that i've got and and that's the thing it goes back to ian's quote doesn't it some people look for problems other people look for opportunities at least i do not see any issues with your english um at least from my level <laughs> <laughs> then we haven't spoken long enough <laughs> <laughs> oh we'll, we'll we'll get the time so let, let's kind of wrap it up even though I would love to go into your way of looking at all these mystical tower reading and, but I do not know if you have time for that. Um, otherwise we'll make time another time. Do you have any tips, uh, advices for the listeners? I mean, there was a lot, at least I have a feeling. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, if, if there's anyone listening to this that resonates with everything, anything I've said, it's, it's easy to get trapped, isn't it? It's easy to get trapped in your life and trapped in your head and forced into situations and forced into living how other people expect you to live. A uh, book I recommend on that, Vishen Lakhiani's Code of the Extraordinary Mind. It's a great basis to start understanding that there's a, a different world out there and you, you can start living the life that you want to live and start escaping 
escaping the social norms, you know, and, and getting out of that culture scape is a, is a real fantastic book. So I, I definitely recommend picking that up. But but mainly my overall advice, you know, for, for people listening, I, I can't give advice because everyone's so different on their own individual levels. <laughs> everyone's different. All, all I would say is just take the time each day. You know, when you guys are going through your life, whatever stress you're going through, whatever positive things you're going through, you might be the happiest person on the planet. But remember, take the time each day to be mindful, to be with yourselves, even if it's an hour, even if it's 20 minutes. Just take that time because it will just, it will change the way you see the world. It will change your outlook. And even if you are happy now, this will stop you going down and spiraling into various different routes of negativity. So I think focusing on oneself is, is really, really important. And, you know, just remembering these two phrases, one that Ian said to me, which I think is fantastic. Some people look for problems, other people's look for opportunities, you know, remembering that and remember that you want to be the one person that's actually looking for opportunities. And also the final one from me, and what? I'm still alive. <laughs> whenever I hit, hit a situation, whenever there's something negative, there's a problem. Eh, and what? I couldn't give a damn if my business has flopped. I couldn't give a damn if I lost all my money. And what? I'm still alive. I mean, that's not only advice. That's also call to action. Um, <laughs> any other books you would recommend than uh, Vishen Lakhiani's The Extraordinary mind a code of the extraordinary mind uh no there's not books that i'd recommend well there's, i mean there's loads i mean look behind me there's fantastic books aiden's got a better book recommendation <laughs> what i would recommend is the stop existing website www.stopexisting.com it's aiden's website check out the blog on there he's dropping some utter gold and mind shifting revolutionary stuff um it's really really insightful yes that's awesome and if people want to reach out to you in yeah, hundred uh, percent. My <laughs> website. Um, if you if you know anyone at a company looking for big large scale corporate entertainment, I'm your guy. I'm that weird guy. <laughs> um, www.ashleygreenofficial.com is me. If you want to find me on social medias, you can find me on Instagram at Green Mind Reader. Basically, just search Ashley Green Mind Reader wherever you go. Um, put my at symbol on everything: Clubhouse, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at Green Mind Reader. That's me. Just search online, Ashley Green Mind Reader. I come up. I'm everywhere. You, you can't not find me. Just a quick Google search. You definitely know who you are. <laughs> yeah. Or just search crazy, crazy weird guy that's optimistic, <laughs> adaptive, <laughs> and collects dead animals. <laughs> then I'll come up. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything I forgot to ask you for our in-person interview? you would like to share with the world no i think it's just the the things that i've said you know that's the only thing that i want to really say i think that's the most important thing that i could could give to be honest then uh yeah then let's keep it with that we have lunch and then meet you guys again for the third interview today and for people i already told you i think it's going to be like once a week a new one so we will have to wait another week and while you do that you go and click that subscribe button on my podcast and also ashley and aiden's podcast share it with whomever you know if you liked it and leave some 
you know, messages to us, ask questions or give some feedback, how we can improve, how we, what you liked and what you don't like. With that, uh, thank you very much, Ashley. See you soon again. We'll see you soon. Wait, wait, stop, stop, stop. We didn't leave yet. We have an extra outro tip from Ashley here. Okay, we, we are just here on the outro after the interview and we just talked a little bit about the creativity and action taking and Aiden's company or second podcast with point and shoot where pointing is more like having the ideas and shoot is more taking action and Ashley was so good in, in the interview here about your confidence that you're really confident you, you accepted that you're creative but you're also confident in taking action and then you came up uh, with you know the arrow thing yeah for me it's um i love aiden's work it's absolutely fantastic and as i said this is why i recommended stop existing for when you said if you've got any books you can read well stop existing it's got everything you need to shift your mindset and go into that aiden's got a lovely a lovely methodology of the point shoot bang go but for me it does come down to a confidence thing you know, when you come up with these ideas, when you come up with the things you want to do, I guess like aiming that mystical arrow at <laughs> those specific ideas and that is having the confidence to actually accept it, to go with it, you know, and if you're not confident with yourself, you, you, you can't go through. And as I said, all in today's podcast, it's just about understanding yourself, understanding that you're okay. You can, you can do what you want and, and having complete confidence because, because when you do, then it's easy to bang, point and shoot. But if you don't have confidence, you aim your mystical bow and arrow and you're kind of shaking all over the place and you can't aim properly and you can't shoot. So you've got to have that foundation of confidence first to then, well, at least for me, to then point and shoot. Perfect. So with that, we say goodbye. Hello again, here at the end of the show. I hope you really enjoyed this interview I had today with my guest. And if you do so, please go, if you have not done that already, and subscribe to my podcast on whatever platform you are listening to. Put some star ratings or thumbs up or whatever you can, hearts I've seen somewhere, and leave a, a review, a comment about the episode. And if you have some direct messages for me, you can also do that directly on anchor.fm slash shirach, S-C-H-I-R-A-C-H, as uh, in the form of a voice message. You can also send me an email on o uh, uh, shirach, like for Oliver Shirach, o shirach in one word, uh, at gmail.com, um, or reach out to me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, um, and I love to get some feedback. Tell me what you love about the show. Tell me what is not so good because we all want to improve and I want you to have the best experience. Perhaps you also want to be on the show or you know someone else that could be really fun to be interviewed by me. With that, thank you very much and have a great day. Oh, go sleeping now. It's time. Your eyes are heavy. <laughs> See you then. Bye-bye.